actually the answer is looking after yourself. The answer is rest. The answer is setting boundaries. The answer is stepping away. Hey guys and gals and non-binary pals. This is Courage and Spice, the podcast for humans with self-doubt, hosted by me, Sass Petherick. I'm a coach and supervisor, and I'm a little bit obsessed with how we heal the root causes of our self-doubt. On the podcast, you can expect interviews with delightful humans and evidence-based resources and original coaching tools. So if self-doubt is holding you back, then Courage and Space was made especially for you with so much love. I'm so glad you're here. Folks, we have such a treat today. Karen Arthur is in the house. Karen is a menopause activist and campaigner. She's host of the podcast Menopause While Black. She's also a teacher, a fashionista, a grandmother. She hosts the Joy Retreat in Barbados, which is the first retreat for black women who are going through menopause. And there is a retreat next year in May 2024. You need to go check that out. The link is in the show notes. What I love most about Karen is the way that she lives in unrelenting, wholehearted joy. Right? She's all the colors of the sunset in human form. <laughs> Karen, welcome. I'm so glad you're here. I've never heard that before. All the colors of the sunset in human form. I'm feeling that. Thank you. Thank you, Seth. I'm welcome to be there. The podcast is Menopause Whilst Black. Whilst I'm an ex-teacher black. and I get very yeah. funny about grammar. <laughs> no, I love that. <laughs> yeah, menopause whilst black. Yeah. But um, yeah, thank you. A lovely, lovely intro. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, I'm so glad you're here. I I love your Instagram. It's one of my favorite follows. And I think it's because I always leave your Instagram either knowing something new or with a smile on my face. That's good. I love the way that you showing us what positive aging looks like. Mm. And you seem to be having a lot of fun. I am, you know. Well, so I'm wondering if you could, like, describe for us your life these days. I just, oh, God, I'm just more relaxed. Yeah. I'm less, I let less in. We're in a, I just came off Instagram, actually, and I shared something awful around the horrors of what's happening. I realised we're in a difficult space at the moment because we've been we've known about what's been going on in uh Palestine and Sudan and Congo we've known that for at least a month uh the main world has and so we're tired people are tired uh, not of sharing it's we're taking in trauma every single day every single day and so I try really hard to balance what I'm sharing because I need mm, we need to keep the momentum up Mm-hmm. We need world leaders to take notice, but also because I need to look after myself because I can't I can't share if I don't feel whole, if I don't feel joy, if I don't. Do you know what I mean? So I, I've I will start backwards. <laughs> yeah. So I've moved from London. I lived in London for almost 40 years, 36 years. I moved to the, the East Sussex coast. I moved to St. Leonard's on Sea. And I hope I never lose sight of my gratitude that every single time I get up in the morning, I can see the sea. I can hear the sea. It's crazy relaxing. But I think that came at the end of a period where I just thought I want less of this 
noisy stuff. Mm-hmm. I want a better view. I want peace. I like my own company. I'm fucking great. I forgot yeah. to ask you if I could swear. Done it now. Sorry. You totally can. <laughs> and so and I say yes to a lot of things based on, well, why not? You know, you can try something once. And I also strongly believe that all those people I used to think were amazing and really good at what they do because they practiced and done all the things uh, are only are also people who just said yes. Yeah. And they had to start somewhere. So I feel my life has opened up in the last decade, I would say. Five years, definitely. Because, yeah, let's say five years, because I have intentionally chosen to choose myself and say yes and let go of the outcome. Mm. Uh, Mm. I think I, I mean, many of us, you know, suffer from this perfectionist, people pleaser, imposter syndrome, call it what you like. Uh, And I'm not saying I don't have that, but I'm saying that I'm aware that it's coming. Yeah. And sometimes I just have a word with myself and go, you yeah. know what? What's the best that could happen? You know? And why not try it? You know? But I also know myself really well. I know what yeah. I like. I know what I don't like. Yeah. I know what my boundaries are. And if I don't, I find them very quickly. Mm. <laughs> you know, mm. I believe that a good night's sleep can and silence can is the answer to lots and lots and lots of things. Yep. And so I don't, I try not to, I I might have a, an emotion about something, but my reaction, the action that I take is, is never spontaneous. Yeah. Because it's it matters. sacred pause. The yeah. sacred pause. Oh, I yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 So, I, so I, and often my best, the answers to a lot of things, or even answers to things I wasn't looking for the answers for, yeah. arrive the minute I open my eyes. Yeah. I go, oh, oh, that's what you need to do. People think I'm busy. I'm not busy. I'm doing. So I'm not like, obviously, if you look at Instagram, mm. then obviously I'm busy. Cause I am. And I, and I, there are things that I forget to say I've done. Yeah. <laughs> like I posted something recently. I've been up for like two weeks. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've got to tell everyone. Yeah. But then, you know, I, I feel my life meeting people I want to meet, being in spaces I want to be in, sharing energy with people who who match my energy. Yeah. You know, um, so, and I'm privileged. I recognise that I'm privileged to be able to do that. But come on, I'm 61. I fucking earned it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it strikes me that it's it's such a beautifully simple philosophy, mm. but shit, it matters to do more um, of the stuff you love and less of the stuff you don't. We do so much that we don't want to do. I have wasted, not wasted, because everything you do brings you to the person you are. But I have spent so much time, energy, effort, resenting, doing things for people, for myself sometimes, for work that I fundamentally didn't agree with, didn't want to do, didn't even like the person maybe, you know. Yeah. Because that's how we're socialized especially as women isn't it yeah we're socialized to we're rewarded for giving to others we're rewarded for being kind and 
you know, all that kind of stuff. And so we, when we do things that are just for ourselves, that doesn't necessarily benefit other people, people get their knickers in a twist about it, mm. you know. Mm. But it's none of my, it's not, it's none of other people's business how I live my life. It's absolutely none. I'm accountable to myself, a higher power maybe. Yeah. And I find what's interesting is that now I find that me living my own life on my terms means it absolutely benefits my children because they see that they can do the same thing. It almost, it gives other people, the people who end up in my DMs, the teachers, often teachers who are having a hard time at work or have just left you know, their job for good, that kind of thing. Women who are starting to go through menopause, women who are, and, and not just women, but just people who are like, oh, she's done that, I can do that. Because I didn't have any role models. My role models, well, they, my, my role models? I don't think I had any. I just remember seeing Shirley Bassey on TV and like in a sparkly dress. Yeah. She was a great singer, but I, I wouldn't say she was a role model. Yeah. And, and so there's no blueprint and there doesn't need to be a blueprint for your life. You get up, you put one foot in front of the other, tiny, tiny, tiny steps. And then you turn around a year later and you go, oh, I did that. Yeah. And that's my experience. Yeah, I'm with you. And and I think what the other part of this is, because I know like so many of the women I work with around their self-doubt, they can kind of glimpse Mm. at what life might be like if they did Mm. less of the things they don't want to do and Mm. more of the things they do. But there is often a block around, but what will people think? Mm. And I and I think there's something about And I've done that. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. But there is something about the benefit of how good you feel when you are living life on your own terms. Yeah. That you just yeah. care less about what people think. Yeah. And it it and it's a daily, you have to practice it. Yeah. Like I don't get every up every day and go, right, I'm gonna be fearless or right. Yeah, gonna, yeah. I don't do that. Quite the opposite, actually. Uh, I'm I'm conscious about how I spend my time. Yeah. Also, I spent a good, well, 20 years of my life in a relationship where I didn't have a say. I didn't feel I had a say, let's be clear. Right, right. Uh, and so I th- I think this is also adding to my fearlessness around doing, say, doing and saying exactly what I want. I've always said to my girls, I have two girls, they're 33 and 28, always said to them, the one thing I'm going to do is I'm going to be honest. I'm going to be honest with myself because we lie to ourselves. Yeah. We do. Yeah. We know what, you know, we know what we want to do. We, we might not know what we want to do, but we know we, we definitely know we don't want to be in a certain place. And yet we go because appearances, showing your face, what people will think, all that yeah. kind of stuff. So I've been there and I, every now and then I do that. I like, for example, I did a, I did a burlesque course last, last, <laughs> a few months ago, as you Fantastic. do. When you're, 60, yeah. when you're 61. Yeah. I thought, oh, I was, I, my body was changing. I was a dance, I was a dance teacher uh-huh. with boobs, a dance teacher with boobs. Okay. <laughs> Talk about my role model. <laughs> right? This is significant yeah. because someone chose to tell me when I was at uni that somebody else had said I would be a great dancer if my boobs weren't so big and I carried that with me for decades yeah so but my body I was always a conventional weight 
yeah. let's say oh, I was always a size 10 or a 12 depending on you know which shop you were going into and and so my body obviously has hit menopause and it started to change mm. and it's not necessarily that my weight is different although I don't know anymore I threw my scales away about five years ago but, <laughs> but it's just that the weight's dis- distributed differently so things sure. have gone so Things have gone flabbier, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I thought, I don't want to feel scared of looking at myself in the mirror. Yeah. I want to be able to celebrate my little food baby that won't go away, yeah. you know, or, you know, my my slightly saggy boobs or the skin on my arm. I want to be able to celebrate that. And remember, it's my body. So other people maybe listening to this may have seen pictures of me and think oh my god what's she talking about she looks like do you know what I mean Mm. but it's mine so I wanted to fall back in love with my body so I did this burlesque course I I was very nervous obviously about it by the last session I was I'd learned how to twirl twirl those tassels round oh wow (laughs) round your boobs Listen, it's a life skill. (laughs) It's a life skill. I think it should be taught at GCC personally, but anyway. And then I had some pictures. There's a point to this story. I'll get there in a minute. Anyway, the final thing was to have some pictures taken. So I've got these incredible pictures of me with not a lot on, and I haven't shared them. Yeah. And I am sitting with why I haven't shared them. Mm. I'm sitting with, so it's that last thing, is it? That last mm-hmm. step. Because I they're incredible pictures. Mm-hmm. I take a great photo, I won't lie, you know. Mm-hmm. And and I look happy and, and sexy, and but there's something about being 61 and also feeling sexy that society doesn't seem to be able to put together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I will share them. I'm going mm-hmm. to. But I'm very aware that I haven't yet. And I'm interrogating myself as to I think I want, you know me, I like a long post. I like to have a I like to have a look, a good essay in there. You're a storyteller. Yeah, I'm a a storyteller. So I I will probably say what I've just told you, actually. Yeah. You know, what's your theory about why you're holding back? Other people, other people's. Who does she think she is? Yeah. Yeah. Because you are breaking taboos yeah the combination of sexiness and aging Mm. is not something that we no and and that's the thing it's like we collectively have said all those two things don't belong together Mm. Mm. so we find it really hard to hold them in the same that's why I'm holding back and I'm aware that posting them will be a statement because it is very much I'm 61 I am also sexy. I am also this. I am also yeah. that. And and although there is a movement around, a, you know, positive aging mm-hmm. and recognizing that menopause is not a death sentence for most people, and that we can we can live our most vibrant lives. But certainly for me, menopause is absolutely throw you know shot me into orbit in yeah. terms of me thinking, oh, I can do this. I can do that. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But but that connection between being sexy and being older with droopy bits and just being older full stop with gray hair with you know bags under eyes all that kind of stuff society has isn't making that Uh, so I'm aware that it's a statement Mm -hmm. and it's coming Mm -hmm. I'm not it's not drum roll please it's just I've you know the thing about growth isn't it is that once you understand yourself and once you're curious about 
what's going on in your head um, and how you respond to certain things you you never stop being curious so it's ongoing That's like right. you never yeah. it never stops so I'm fascinated by what's going on yeah yeah oh, why are you doing that you know and there's other things I've shared and I haven't gone quiet or anything I'm just I'm just fully aware of when I went to share something thinking oh no I can't do that oh yeah. Carol what's that about then yeah <laughs> Well, and it's it's fascinating to me because when I think of you, the suns, all the colours of the sunset in human form, <laughs> to me, like you do seem to have a really quite comfortable relationship with being visible. Yeah, it's new. It's new. Mm. I work at it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My sister asked me this when I started the podcast and my other platform, Menopause Was Black, and I did the I was on the Davina McCall program and then I was quoted in things and then I Mm. ended, you know, and she said, how do you feel? What does it feel like Mm. now that you're more visible? She's worried for me because what happens, I remember someone, I wrote something about black women and menopause and talking about the fact that black women in the global north start our menopause 8.5 months earlier and up to two years earlier than our white counterparts. And this is research. This is just fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, it went in an article, I don't remember, it might have been for QVC or someone, it's a public article. And someone wrote a whole blog post or article about how that was a crock of shit. Wow. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> I've upset this white boy. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Brilliant. You yeah. get a badge but for I, that. <laughs> yeah. But I feel, the thing is, is that I used to be quite, Instagram is my weapon of choice. I spend yeah. a lot of time. That's where I tend to share things. And I think that I don't mind being visible as long as I'm visible on my terms. Yes, understand that. So I'm I'm not someone, you won't see me post. Oh, yesterday I posted three, I posted three posts yesterday. I had to have a lie down after, so I never do that. <laughs> I'm two or three posts a week if you're lucky, mate. Yeah. My point is I don't put anything I don't back. Yeah. So I don't say anything unless i got something to say. Yeah. And often I'm watching. I'm storying for, you know, for England, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'm not posting because I need to post from my heart. Yeah. It needs to sit right with me. Yeah. And I want to have a conversation. I'm usually asking a question. Yeah. People are usually commenting. So I want, do you see what I mean? So Yeah. It t- well, it I, strikes me yeah. that it, it, because of, because you give a, quite a lot, like it takes some energy to be open to Mm. the feedback you're going to get Mm. to be Mm. there for the people that want to engage yeah I mean the only thing I the only thing I don't really engage in is when I do silent Sunday so I I post a picture it's a picture or a video my favorite picture or video of the week that I've taken right that's it yeah it's not rocket science and then I hashtag it silent Sunday so I can find it and I can find other people's Mm -hmm. no words no explanation no location or nothing. And I it gives people think I go quiet on a Sunday, and I think that's hilarious because I really do not. However, it gives me a break. Yeah. And it helps, but also people, I know people who look forward to it. Yeah. Because it's a visual. You don't have to, you, you know, what you interpret is what you interpret. And for me, it means I don't have to think of something to say. Mm-hmm. It means that I get to look at my pictures and I go, oh, I like that one. Or that means something, or that summed up my week, mm. you know. Mm. And it 
takes me back to the days when Instagram was just about pictures and you know. Do you remember that? And in real time when we were all posting photos we of our posting breakfast in together. Real time. We were using hipstamatic that, yeah. that, that oh, filter. That filter. And that. we were posting pretty pictures. And yeah. I loved that. And it yeah. was what drew me to Instagram in the first place. Yeah. Before the ads, before the suggested posts, before the hashtags. Before you anything know. could be monetized. Right. And I I don't I don't sound like, oh, you know. It was all better in those days. I don't mean that, but I do mean that because yeah. that's what I love about Instagram is the visuals yeah. and it's why I came off whatever Twitter's called now. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm an old school blogger, so I was blogging about right. nearly 20 years ago. Oh, right. Before we, before, yeah. you know. And so you know quite, what I'm talking about. I totally yeah. get that. And I, and I have some real deep nostalgia for those times because... Yeah. It was a genuine sharing. Mm. It was just, mm. hey, here's me. And someone would mm. kind of wave to you across the world and say, hey, mm. me too. And it was beautiful. It felt yeah. very, I don't know, there's a real sweetness yeah. for that. I met I some agree. amazing people. Yeah. Just through the comments of a of a very free, quite rudimentary blog. It felt it's amazing when, to me. It's when money gets involved, isn't it? Capitalism. Yeah. Yeah. Was really the wrong, the wrong one. We should have chosen something else. We should have chosen something else. <laughs> well, back, in, back in the day when they were choosing, oh, what should, where should right. we go? Should we go for humanity? Or should we just make a lot of money yeah. <laughs> and exploit people? Yeah, it's like, and, bugger yeah, it. they chose that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. And, bugger uh, it. Let's go for exploitation. Yeah. yeah. That was God. a bad call. Bad call. And, you know, I'm, and I'm thinking about this in terms of menopause. Like, it mm. feels to me like there's a real, worrying trend where menopause is now becoming kind of new territory for capitalism we saw this coming i see goop are now selling menopause supplements that have not had any fda approval and actually serve no purpose and i just think what's the point why create something that does nothing but you know what the point is yeah the point is, yeah. follow the money yeah you know what we predicted this i say we i've been to in the menopause space for three and a half years now yeah and obviously there's lots of new kids on the block and, and people have seen that there's money to be made. And you know what? Fair play to her. You live in a capitalist society. You're going to look for ways to make money. That's what we do. I understand yeah. that. But I have always said we are going to have to keep our wits about you because yeah. menopause is now like weddings. You yes. put wedding in front of something and you can triple the price. Menopause is go going to go the same way. We knew it was going to happen. In which case, if we can't stop it, then we need to keep our wits about us, which means that we need to know ourselves. It goes back to knowing yourself. Mm. Mm. It goes back to not doing something just because everybody else is doing it, you know, doing it because it feels right for you. Knowing that when you try a supplement, which might work, you you're going to have to wait a good month six weeks for it to kick in mm. and if you know yourself you'll you'll notice the difference that's right and if you don't notice the difference stop paying the bloody money yeah see it's that thing isn't it like along with knowing how to spin nipple tassels we need life skills around discernment right <laughs> sorry I, I forgot I said that I love it People are going to learn so much from listening to you, Karen. It's brilliant. Listen, there's a technique. It's not what it's. Can I just say, spinning nipple tassels is not the way you think it is. I'm just going to say that. Brilliant. I can't wait for the video instructions. Yeah, brilliant. 
But yeah, there's, a, there's something for me about like really learn, leaning into self-trust, into mm. discernment. Like Self-trust. You know, it's That's huge. It. And, and capitalism has no interest in us trusting ourselves. No, it doesn't. It doesn't care. It, but it, <laughs> I've got so much to say. It doesn't, they don't care about us. What yeah. did, you know, controversial Michael Jackson say? They don't really care about us. They do not. You know, and therefore, yes, buy your supplements, buy your face cream, buy your menopause knickers. I don't know whether menopause knickers are a thing, but let's say they are. It will buy whatever, whatever. (laughs) But you know, if it makes you feel good, yeah, great. But please don't buy it because you think you should. Yeah, and please don't think that that is going to be the answer because actually, the answer is looking after yourself. The answer is rest. The answer is setting boundaries. The answer is stepping away. It's there as well as the diet stuff and the exercise stuff and all that kind of thing. You don't have to be going to the gym five days a week if you don't want to. Yes, do your weight training. Yes, eat more protein. Look at your lifestyle. But honestly, none of that will make a blind bit of difference if you're still in a relationship that no longer serves you. It sounds like I'm telling everybody to (laughs) throw everything in the air and move. You know, or if you're still still (laughs) giving to people who don't give a toss about you, you know, or you're still, I don't know, staying late at work and, and people don't value you. Yep. You know, it, it won't matter because you'll still have the stress. And it comes What's back to what you said earlier, right, about not lying to yourself. Ooh. I think that's the, that is, like, if there's one thing that people mm. can do that will make yeah. a huge difference is don't lie to yourself about how you actually feel about something. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, when I'm working with folks around self-trust, I'm I'm always saying, look, the litmus test around this is do you love your reason? Whatever you decide, do you love the reason, you know? I love the phrase, say yes with your chest. Oh, nice. Like it comes from here. Yeah, yeah. Say yes with your chest. Yeah. You know, Natalie Lou's written that wonderful book. How great is she? Yeah. She's amazing. Yeah. And, and. The joy of saying no. Even the t- the type when she told me the type what the title was going to be, I was like, "Well, that's a that's a that's a winner." Yeah, you know, because yeah. there is something that makes us very uncomfortable about saying no to people so much that we it, we make up whole entire stories about why we can't do a thing. Yeah, when you can just say, "No, I don't want to." Yeah, but that feels really icky, you know. And I've done it. I've made things up. I'm very Wait, ages ago. Now, I will just say, no, can't do that. That won't work for me as my biggest thing because then it could be anything. But honestly, the thing about saying no is that it become after a while it gets easy. It's like a muscle. You just practice it. First time you do it, first time you don't start an email with sorry. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and and you say thank you for your patience instead. Or the first time someone asks you to do something that's a pittance amount of money and you say, you know, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. But thanks for thinking of me or whatever, you know, the first time, and it gets easier. It gets so much easier. I used to hate when I first started my podcast, I'd get a lot of people coming in. We do this, lots of people asking for labor for free Mm. or for pittance. Mm. And I used to tie myself in knots. Mm -hmm. The emails would sit in my inbox for ages because I couldn't think of how to say no. And I'd end up saying yes. And then I wanted to do it or that kind of thing. (laughs) Anybody who knows me knows I don't do that anymore. Yeah. You know, it just gets easier. 
other managing it, does it as well. That's there's that. But yeah. Well, for sure. But I think there's something about it's okay if it feels a bit crap the first couple of times. Mm. Like mm. nothing has gone wrong. Mm. You don't have to make yourself wrong. It's mm. just, oh, I'm learning how to say no. There's a fantastic belief to hold while you're figuring mm. this out. I'm learning how to say no. People who know you have known you for a while, though, don't like that mm. if it doesn't serve them. That's right. You know, and so yeah. you will find, or I don't, I don't know whether you will find, but I have found my circle has gotten smaller, right. and I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm. I'm here for the people who are here for me. Yeah, and when, I'd when rather it, have, it doesn't have much... to be all the time. You know exactly. I, I don't know about you, Karen. I'd much rather have a small circle of folks mm. that I genuinely adore and know mm. have got me mm. than a much bigger one mm. where I'm not quite sure where we stand. Yeah, or you feel, or when you turn up, you're you've got a mask on. Yeah, you're not being yourself. I've been to so many places where I wasn't me. Yeah. So I pretended. I'm very good at I was very good at pretending. Whereas now, mm. if you see me, first of all, if you see me, I've made a conscious choice to be there. Yeah. And secondly, I'm if you see me, I've I'm turning up with my full authentic self. You get what you get. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then I have a great time. And then when I, I'm not having a great time, I leave. Yeah. You know, I saw someone something the other day about someone someone's toxic trait being leaving the party and not saying goodbye <laughs> I thought that was really funny because saying goodbye is stressful especially if you know everyone yeah and then they all want to like it's another have half a an conversation. hour conversation yeah yeah you're there for so another I, hour so I, I feel it. like that's a great thing to just kind of slip out and notice people yeah. are having fun it's fine yeah. you'll see them another time exactly <laughs> don't make a big thing out of it yeah <laughs> Oh, yeah. God. Do you know, I think the difference for me, because I'm with you on the wearing the mask and the performing and the mm. fulfilling other people's expectations of who I think they needed me to be. Mm. The shift for me was being sober. Oh, okay. When I would sh- suddenly show up and I wasn't drinking and then I had to be with myself 24-7, yeah. which yeah. was hard enough, but so did everybody else. So mm. it was no longer fun partying saying yes to the next ridiculous thing like Mm. that that was no longer possible because I didn't feel like it yeah and so suddenly it's like you stop getting invited to things you're no longer fun that's interesting or you're no longer enabling because often my I mean I've never been a big drinker anyway I was dancing a lot you know and I was in the middle of the dance floor but when I did start to drink it was in my relationship but it it's like you have friends who are the, the friends that you drink with, like you have friends sure. with the friends that you party with. And, you know, when you learn yourself and you realise that that isn't important, what's important are people you feel comfortable around. Not that I've had your experience, but certainly alcohol becomes much less important. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's interesting. And it it's means you can, you can show up to every situation 100% mm. yourself. Mm. And I think that for me has been a massive teacher for for my relationship with myself, for trusting myself, having my own back, taking care of me, Mm. offering myself compassion, you know, offering myself kick up the bum gently. But it's also been a really interesting litmus test around other people's 
impressions of me as well. Because if I'm no longer performing in the way that I assume you need me to, then you're going to fall out of love with me really fast. Or not. Or not. might fall in love with you. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. When you give people the the real you, then you give them the opportunity to fall in love with the real you. And then, and then, and and when you get and you get to a point where, well, I my premise is if you like me, you like me. I've said it before. If you like me, you like me. If you don't, you don't. It's fine. Yeah. If my spirit doesn't take to you, well, that that's cool. I I spent my teens and my early twenties when I'd meet people and I didn't get on with them, work trying to work out what I'd done. Mm, yeah. Try, trying to work out whether it, you know what it was in me that they yeah. didn't like. Yeah. Well, clearly, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, because it's okay not to like everyone you meet. Yeah, it's it's, it's okay to not if your energy doesn't match, it's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it, don't do it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it, guys. <laughs> well, and it's interesting, isn't it? Because that makes me think about the way that we are quite divided, and the way we tend to want people to be different right so they agree with us or we share the same values and that's just that's a a fool's errand it's never going to happen what what do you think about that about how are we as divided as we are being told we are is is there a is there really a kind of woke war going on or is that just made up bollocks I don't like the word woke at all I liked it when it was used the way it was supposed to be used. But since the media's gotten hold of it, they've just turned it around and turned it into something negative. And it isn't. Woke literally means the veil has been lifted off your eyes. Yeah. You know, and it was it was coined in the, you know, in the Black Lives Matter movement before that, in fact. Mm. You know, so I'm not a fan. I do not think that we are as divided as Mm. you know, if we are fearful fearful of each other (laughs) and if we are scared of each other. The government are very good at pitting people against each other. That's unemployed right. against employed, homeless against houseless against people who have houses. You know, people benefits, refugee, you you name it, yeah. they'll yeah. do it. And that means that that just makes us fearful and then we can become more yeah. compliant. And that's how we ended up in Brexit and that's how yeah. we ended up with this government. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and so on and so forth. So I don't well, it's, think we're... it's also a great distraction technique, right? Because if we oh, are if we are pitted against the most marginalized, the refugees, the folks that are really struggling, then mm. we're worried about them and not the people that created this cost of living crisis. The people but that was, are... yeah. go ahead. Sorry, Karen. No, I, I will say there are differences. And there are differences that people do not want to do the work to find out why. Yeah. So my, you know, Black Lives Matter, for example, 2020 and all the pictures on Instagram of, you know, books like why we're no longer talking to race and talk to people about race and, you know, coffee table books and things like that. That by the time we actually got to Black History Month in October, the apathy had set in. Yeah. And I feel that there are pe- there are white folks who are not prepared to do the work because it takes courage to interrogate yourself and because it's going to be uncomfortable and no one likes to be uncomfortable. And also because there's a fear, because there's this thing around, oh, well, if if I, you know, that, that we're trying to take something, mm. like 
But mm. what is it? You know, if we, if no one will be free until the, do you know what I mean? That, yeah. that we all need to be able to feel comfortable, you know, amongst each other. And yet there are times, and it's one of the reasons why the Joy Retreat Barbados exists, is because actually black people need our own spaces. Like, yeah. Women need their own spaces, mm-hmm. like, you know, but because we are we are the oppressed, mm-hmm. then it makes sense that the power structure changes the minute we have somebody else in the room. Yeah. I feel there are too many white people, unfortunately, who think that that who want it all to go away. Yeah. It's no coincidence that Palestine has gotten, you know, is in the news. That is absolutely the way it should be. But there's been a genocide going on in Congo for years. Mm. No one knows in the Congo for years. Mm. There's been there's war happening in the Sudan. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And yet we need to be very mindful of where we give our attention and also try to amplify and notice others as well. Mm. And I think there's not enough going on. I think people feel honestly thought, I read that book, I'm fixed now. And racism is it's not going to go during my lifetime or your lifetime Mm -hmm. and it's never it's not for black folks don't do need to do this white folks Mm. need to do it Mm. and I feel sometimes in the space that I'm in a little bit tokenistic at times I recognize my privilege I recognize my power it's why I bang on about things all the bloody time but at the same time I'm aware that I've been give amplified in certain spaces in which case I'm seizing that yeah uh but I do think definitely there's a malaise around oh well we see more black people on tv now therefore racism's gone mm. we live in a post-racial society which is just a crock of shite mm. I can't express that enough and I you know and I often want to ask what are, what are people reading yeah where are the, are they going to courses? Yeah. You know, are they are they are they deliberately following other accounts that don't look like them that have different yeah. opinions to them? You know, yeah. anti-racism yeah. is a verb. It's a doing word. Yeah. It's a getting yeah. out there. It's it's reading. It's interrogating yourself. It's journaling on it. It's feeling really yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, and, we've and all the, had a number done on us. I think the thing as well is. That I found, like once you once you open the book, once you yeah. start the work, you yeah. realize that you're going to be doing it for the rest Forever. of your life. Thank you. Right, and it's That's like it. now I can't like it, it's every single interaction hit for me now has a an undercurrent. Yeah. Where is the where's the power dynamic here? Yeah. I'm always thinking about that. Yeah, um, and and that's the but the thing is is that. The privilege that white folks have is that they can not read a book. That's they right. can choose to step away. Yeah. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Whereas I'm I'm always going to be black. That's right. I'm always going to be a black woman. Yeah. And 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 I can't I can't not see race. I can't not see the nuance. I can't walk into a restaurant and there's only white folks in it and not think Where's somebody who looks like me? Yeah. I can't turn on the news. Oh, I don't watch the news anyway, but let's say I can't open Instagram and see something about black folks suffering mm. and not feel affected. I can't mm. do that. Mm. And it's not. It, it, so I, I feel like that's why it's so important yeah. that people who do not look like us 
are amplifying us mm. and sharing those stories mm. and and picking up books and choosing to go to places where they are in the minority mm. you know and and you know and get it wrong yes. get it wrong guys yeah. say yeah. something start with i'm not sure how to say this but i'm just going to say it yeah and then be prepared for the answer however that yeah. might be yeah. you know i think we we are so scared of having difficult conversations because we want yeah. everything to be perfect well, we care about what people think about us. We want to be seen as, yeah. and I, I think the 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 biggest disappointment of my own waking up is mm. seeing the different but similar parallels between walking in a woman's body in this world and what I imagine it must be like to walk in a black or brown body in this world. Mm. Like how misogyny is is not going to go away in our lifetime. Nope. I know what it's like to walk down the street and to feel unsafe mm. because I am by accident of genes, I'm mm. I've come in this body, in this mm. shape. And I think we know what it's like to be the only woman in the room. Yeah. We know what it's like to be subjected to, mm. objectified. Mm. So I guess that you know, for me, the the disappointment that, that white women in particular have found this journey into their own work, it seems to me quite a challenge. When it's actually, a, it's mm. there's a Venn diagram here that we we know what it's like to have a level of oppression. Yeah, a level, a level. But remember, not that, the same. You know. Yeah, there's so much, but feminism wasn't for us. Feminism wasn't for black women. Feminism was white women wanting to come out of the kitchen. Yeah. You know, similar that, you know, the suffragettes and the, you know, back in the day, the white women were fighting for the vote. They weren't fighting for the vote for me, that's for sure. You know, so we, 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 when you look at the history and when you start to read, you realize that actually this was, this was what was going on anyway. And so, it, and and then it becomes quite heartbreaking, right? Because you realize, do I want do I wanna do I want to say I'm a feminist when actually those values have felt really important to me for most of my life? And then I realize I was I never I never sought the whole story and I was who, never told the whole story. Who is and it now that I know the it. term womanist, which is a yeah. which is term I much prefer. I yeah. think black American writer, name's gone out of my head. But I prefer the term womanist. Mm. It feels softer, but it feels more like, more inclusive. Yeah. So I don't yeah. use the term feminist for myself because yeah. I th I think that, you know, there's white feminism and, th and there's everything mm -hmm. else. And I don't think they're, that I don't feel looked, I don't feel cared for and I don't feel nurtured. Yeah. And so I do what I do because I can't not do it. Yeah. Can't keep my mouth shut. You know, can't keep quiet for long. Yeah. And long may that reign. Yeah. But I will always, always 100% be looking out for people who look like me first and foremost. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I make no apologies about that. Yeah. And it's taken me a while to get to this stage because I did the whole, oh, well, you know, I've got to do a retreat for everyone. But the fact was, the matter was, I didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> when it I came down it. to that, I was like, I want to be surrounded by people who look like me. And yeah. it turned out 
to be the best decision I ever made because those connections we made, we've made lifelong connections. We've made, transformed lives. And I'm looking forward to doing it again, you yeah. know. And and I, having run retreats in the past, I can totally understand the sense of safety that would be on a totally new level because yeah. there's no mask wearing. There's yeah. no protecting the white folks in the mm. group mm. or having to mm. be anything other than who you are. Mm. And I've been in spaces where you think you're safe and then someone said something and immediately I'm like, oh, shit, I'm not. Yeah. And you pay good money for this shit. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know, so mm. I, I feel... I feel these things. I feel these things are important to me. I don't mean retreats in general. I just mean generally about being safe. I want to create safe spaces for people because once you feel safe, that's when you can start to speak. That's when you can start to heal. Yeah. Because this is what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. It's about healing. This world and the people in it need healing. The people in power are not well. People, they're not well. You know, and 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 so the collect. I'm loving the collective resistance that I'm seeing happening around the world. Whether it's mm. blocking, you know, missiles from going somewhere. Whether it's walking out of, you know, centre at schools. Of a couple of yeah. schools had some strike. You know, I'm lo- and I'm loving seeing the volume of people yeah. sharing, turning up for marches, speaking out, having vigils. It's it's incredible. And it feels mm. like the world mm. is waking up. It, it really does. feels that way. Yeah. Even when, I mean, I was feeling quite, t- today I didn't wake well. Mm. And I, I since, obviously I'd seen something on Instagram, but also I just thought, my God, they're going to get away with it. Yeah. Like all the all the people who are perpetrating war, cri- war crimes. And I felt a little bit desperate and hopeless. But I'm I'm also someone who knows that these things pass in my head. Yeah. And I'm also aware of dressing. I, the first thing I did was make sure I put some nice lingerie and I got my nice colourful vintage top on and I've got all the colours and, you know, earrings that my friend gave me and all that kind of stuff. But also I feel, think it's really important that we, we do seek joy, that yes. in the midst of all this tragedy and pain and people who are being killed and murdered and dying, that we absolutely must keep going for them. Yes. For them, yes, you know, seeking joy is not selfish. Yeah. It's crucial, a crucial act to look after ourselves so we can rest and return, mm-hmm. you know, because, yeah, there's a lot in it. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, you and I were having a little chat on Insta about imagining you know that the power of imagination of mm. imagining a, a hopeful outcome where for the good of all yeah. in in the Congo in Sudan in Palestine yeah. mm. that for all all of those folks who are subject to these horrific circumstances right now mm. that imagining good peaceful hopeful outcomes that is not a benign act yeah. yeah. Imagine the whole world imagining that for people. Yeah. Like if if we believe in the idea of manifesting anything. Yep. Why don't we put our powers to that? This is it. It's the energy. 
the energy somebody sent i've been posting things about writing to your mp and i've been sharing templates and you know because we're lazy so if you give someone something to click on then they'll do it you know if they have to come out of instagram and do it mm, not so much and i get that so i've been doing that a lot and someone sent me a message saying i wrote to my mp and i didn't get a response and i said so she, so what do i she, she didn't say what do i do but she she wanted to give up and i said mm. i get that because my mp hasn't responded my, my mp's mm. conservative she ain't mm. responded to me but I said, but you keep going because they record the volume of emails anyway. Yeah. And it's not even that. It's the energy. It takes less than two minutes to write a template email. Yeah. Two minutes. Not even that. And to send it. If you've got a printer and, and post it, mm. even better. OK. Mm. But it's the energy, the action of going against what they are doing. That collective energy that has got is gathering momentum. Mm. And that's why I feel the thoughts I give when I light my incense in the morning, the, the love I'm giving out to the world, to people you wouldn't want to hug, mm. you know, mm. because these are the people who need our, our love, our energy, our positivity. Mm -hmm. And I feel really strongly about that. And I don't care how yeah. bonkers it sounds. No, I'm with you. Doing energy the same shifts. Thing. It does. Things, you know. It does, and we do it because we don't want to be dehumanized. Yeah. By the apathy, yeah. there is a the apathy is seductive, mm. right? It's there's an invitation to be apathetic and go. Oh, it's too it's too big and complex and hard and difficult. So yeah. it's easier to not do anything, but that changes nothing. This and, is the point. It's like collectively, when people say to me, yeah. When people talk about, oh, well, I'm not going to vote because it's not the point, and it really annoys me because I, I, whilst I understand that, no, <laughs> you know, I, I'm I'm one of those annoying people who you can't say that to you because I to me because I I feel really strongly about doing something, yeah, you know, yeah. and and resting is not the same as apathy. Mm. I am aware yes. that I have shared so much trauma. I'm I'm full for mm -hmm. today. Mm -hmm. But trust me, mm -hmm. I'm coming back. Mm -hmm. You understand? Mm -hmm. You know, the last thing I posted on my stories on my Instagram, I just thought, yeah, I, I need to stop. This yeah. is upsetting. And I got in the shower and I felt awful. I felt awful. But I know that I will rest. I'll get I'll my daughter's come to see me today. I'll go and see her. I'll get a hug. I'll have a nice oat milk latte, you know, I'll carry on with my privileged life and I'll come back <laughs> and then I'll march yeah. on Saturday because I can, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, I feel very strongly in the doing, even if it feels teeny, teeny, small, small, even yeah. if it's writing something down on a piece of paper or writing in your journal, mm -hmm. thinking, you know, these thoughts are powerful. We mm -hmm. must keep going. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. Oh, my goodness. Karen Arthur, we are so lucky to have you in our world. I have loved chatting with you. I would I'd be happy to sit and chat with you all day. <laughs> but I want you to go and get your oat milk latte and your hug. And my hug. <laughs> I do. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for your wisdom and your, your sharing, your generosity. Yeah. Yeah. Sass, it's been my absolute pleasure. Can I just say your weekly roundup? I don't know whether it's yes. weekly or weekly. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Those honestly, those I want to say memes, but it yeah, might be another memes. word, but whatever. Yeah. yeah. They fill me. 
There's always one that I go, oh, that's the one, or that makes me cackle. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. I appreciate you 100%. (laughs) I adore you. All right, my love, take care of you.